Welcome to Inside Legion, the podcast that takes place inside David Holler's mind. One last time, I'm Alex. I'm Justin. Let's get out of this brave. <laughs> I'm Pete. And this is the final oh, episode oh, of oh. Legion, the final episode of Inside Legion, a podcast. We're going to be recapping chapter 27 the last episode of Legion ever. You can always press button to start again. Oh, come I on. I get it. It's took his thunder, man. That's <laughs> not his mean? thunder. That's I not mean, my it's, thunder. It's his thunder. Yeah. <laughs> press he button discovered to start the again. button. I did. Uh, if you stayed all the way through the credits, you wouldn't expect that there would be an after credit sequence on Legion, but there was. After FX, after everything, after the logos, press button, start again. Wow. So that's we what we're going to do. Deep, bro. We should go back. That's that's what we're gonna gonna do. This podcast is still going. We're going to go back, recap chapter one again. Oh, Much man. like David, let's go back and do it, but good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can do it better. We, we can, can live a better podcast. Yeah, yeah. I'm better. definitely going to end up strangling whatever you want to <laughs> yeah, I believe that is uh, happening in this episode. Ooh. One of us dies. All right. Ooh. We're going to recap what's happened so far. We're going to talk a lot about this episode because there's a lot to talk about. About, but I do want to get your guys' feelings on not just this episode uh, as a finale, but the show as a whole. How'd you feel about this, Pete? I am so sad to see this show go. It is mm. so artistic, so beautifully done, so well shot, well edited. I This was such a, an unbelievable find for me. I just loved this show, and I'm sad to see it go. I think this last episode did an amazing job putting a cherry on top of a fantastic cake. And uh, A cake? Yep. <laughs> a cherry top <laughs> cherry cake. Cherry top cake. What? <laughs> cherry on top of... Oh, wait, let's redo this again. Let's redo this again. Cherry on top of no, a you giant bowl of pudding. <laughs> you know, that is somehow Ooh. worse. Oh You're living God. a worse <laughs> life Jesus. on your reboot. Okay, right, let's retag it. Let's yeah, 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 retag yeah. it. A cherry on top of a vanilla milkshake. <laughs> you got it wrong I mean, three times. Justin, that's closer to right, but still weird. Um, yeah, I agree with Pete. I love this show. Um, it's so, it's just a, 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 a particular vision that you get to see played out over the whole run of these episodes, four full seasons, um, right? Four? Or three. Uh, three, 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 three. Three full seasons. Uh, do you want to take that? Yeah, do no, you I'm good. Do that? Nine full seasons. <laughs> Vanilla Milkshake. Uh, no, and, and it's just, I love Noah Hawley. I'm a huge fan of Fargo, and to see uh, him play in this world with all of his the people he brought in to make this show really wild and unique it was awesome. And this episode had just the right amount of Lenny in it. Hey, fuck <laughs> you, oh, man. Geez, that's mean. That, yeah. Well, we got a little bit in the flashback stuff. But Literally like, an image of <laughs> No, a couple times we heard her. I was actually surprised that Lenny wasn't a part right. of this at all. She was built up to be such a major character for every season except this one. Though I guess maybe Lenny was sort of a canary in the coal mine is what I would say yeah. for this, the sort of the finale. I mean, there were a lot of things. There was also Clark that got paired off by the end that actually died in that same episode yeah. that Lenny died in. That made sense to me because he, yeah. his purpose of like the never ending battle we have to win is by the, the philosophy or the, th the theme of this episode is like we don't need him anymore. I, Lenny, on the other hand, felt like someone sure. who played into the final like moment. But, uh, but I, I do think they pared it down to the essentials to this episode. I was truly. surprised how much we got to see of Charles Xavier and Gabriel Haller at the yeah. end here, mm -hmm. which made a lot of sense, but it was uh it was 
to your point, surprising to push them so much when you didn't have Lenny, you didn't have Clark, all of these other characters that were here since the beginning. And Melanie and Oliver, obviously, we dealt with a couple of episodes back, yeah. but same sort of thing, where they were so essential for the first two seasons, well, uh, it's surprising that they didn't play into I the d- end. I do think it makes it seem like the show is about uh, fa- mothers and fathers, yes. and just like sort of how you are made and how you in the present uh, are a collection of all the things that have happened to you from your, what your parents did to you raising you and then what you did in your life. God put, puts a lot of pressure on both of you guys as parents, yeah. parents to you. Yeah, this is, I got to tell you, this is the first time as a parent, I felt pressure watching yeah. this episode. I, of TV show. I was like, wow. Holy shit, I'm in charge. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not, that can't be. Yeah. Thanks. Legion finale for teaching me how to be a dad. Yeah. For God's uh, sake. I will say to, to that point, what I was really struck by this episode, if if a finale is, I mean, it's the final note, but if it is the culmination of everything the TV show has been trying to say. What? <laughs> He's right. Culmination. That's what I said. Right. Yeah. What are you saying? He's just saying just it again. Saying You're it just again. saying it again. Yeah, I yeah. think he's skipping through time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. He's been a time demon this whole time. He's oh, been aging us that very slowly. Makes a lot of he's sense. been drinking our time like a little milkshake. Then it's about generational knowledge, but it's about how we pass it back and forth. Because what you saw here was not just the parents passing their knowledge around to the kids, but the kids passing their knowledge to the adults in the same way. Oh, interesting. Which I thought was kind of fascinating to have that go both ways. And that's also why I feel like Charles and Gabriel were so important, and Mel and Oliver were sort of dispensed with as the right. s- sort of surrogate parents for a lot of the characters, and then now it's the ac- David's actual parents show. But what I just loved is just from the, the beginning, every little detail was important. It paid off throughout. Nothing was overlooked. The title cards were amazing from start to finish. The fonts. I'll, Unbelievable. I'll, I'll come out and say this. I think this was the best comic book-based show of all time. Yes, dude. Hell yeah, bro. Uh, It's yes. I think pretty definitively with this finale, I feel comfortable coming out and saying that. And obviously something else will come past. I haven't seen Pennyworth yet, so maybe that's better. (laughs) Great point. They take (laughs) a lot of big swings with Pennyworth. (laughs) Yes. But but seriously, this was so beautiful, so creative, made me think on a weekly basis, made me reflect on my own life, the nature of time. We were joking about it, but being a parent, what that means... Uh, it's gorgeous. It's the sort of show that there are very few shows that I will watch multiple times. And Legion is a show that not just while we were taping it, I would watch multiple times, but I will go back and watch it again at some point. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, You're watching it in your brain right now. I am. In a lot of ways. (laughs) Yes, I am. Was there a show you were going to say is better? No, what I was going to say is this feels like, this isn't like, oh, we adapted this beloved comic book property uh, to television. This is, hey, we're going to take this as a springboard and dive into all these other larger human humanistic themes, but still use the X-Men as a sort of reference point or as a the genre to, to play in, which I think is great what comic books should be. Um, but it's it's not an adaptation of a comic, I would say. No, but to your point, it used it as a springboard, and I wish more shows would do that. We talk yeah. about this on a lot on a lot of podcasts, but what people do too frequently that I don't think works is they say, okay, we're going to take the static page and we're going to copy these images into a moving format, and that just doesn't work. Like yeah. The typical example that I use all the time is Watchmen, where Watchmen is about comic books. Then Zack Snyder went and made and make a movie that is a very gorgeous-looking movie, but it's not commenting on movies. It's just adapting Watchmen. Yeah. And this, 
what Noah Hawley did here, to your point, is he used the touch points of the X-Men, and we've talked about this over the course of the podcast, but he took the touch points, he took the themes, he took the ideas, picked and chose along with the rest of his staff and thought, okay, what can I use here? What makes sense for TV? I'm doing the TV medium, not a comic book on TV. How is this going to work as a TV show? And that's what I loved about it. Like, it felt... It wasn't about the Easter eggs, though the Easter eggs are great. When you get to see Professor X's uh, wheelchair back in season one, that's awesome. When in this last season, same sort of thing, but with the light reflecting X's on the walls. Yeah. Very cool when he, uh, spoiler, but at the end of the episode, when Xavier's like, well, I always wanted to open a school. Yeah, oh, I, always, I always wanted to be a teacher. Yeah. That's great if you're a fan, but it's not like... He stops and looks at the camera and is like, and it's going to be called the Westchester Academy. It almost felt like that wasn't, that to me was, sort of took me out of it. Like, I don't need oh, really? that. Yeah, in the fan service in this show, I, I, it seems like it's a different thing. It's right. like the difference between this and like the upcoming Marvel Disney Plus series. Like, they're different. It's like the difference between a carrot and a candy bar. Uh, I don't know which one's which. <laughs> yeah, what are you Depends talking? on how much. I'm saying they're what like... What about a chocolate covered carrot? Yeah, that's what I want. I'm hungry <laughs> and I'm pregnant. Uh, th- I think... No, but they're just like different animals altogether. Absolutely. Uh, For sure. But I think if you were to look at the span, again, it's not necessarily a contest. There's many shows that I we love. We can watch more than one show. Well, yeah, it's many. Con- it's not a contest, but this one won. Yeah. That's now, you know, you know, sometimes you hear about... Uh, directors and people saying, this is what I want to try to make. And sometimes they go ahead and actually do that and deliver on those promises. But this is not a background show. You can't watch the show and do other things. It demands your attention. There are so many fun little things in this show that, like, I'm just so happy that we got to experience something that was an artistic vision of something and also something that delivered on something that demanded you pay attention to it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Let's do a recap of what has happened so far because it's a lot. I hope you guys are ready. This podcast is going to be 15 hours long, so buckle in there. But David Haller is the most powerful mutant alive. When he was a baby, he was taken over by a being called the Shadow King, a.k.a. Amal Farouk, a psychic parasite who was driven out of his own body after a big fight with Charles Xavier, who is David's father. Mm -hmm. Uh, The parasite lived in David for 30 years, percolating behind him, driving him insane, or so it seemed, until David finally grew to adulthood. He found others like him, found out about the parasite, and eventually freed himself for the parasite thanks to their help. Uh, But it turned out David, not such a great guy after all, once he did that, he ended up raping his ex-girlfriend, Sid. Sorry, that's true. Mm -hmm. Uh, And through wiping her mind, making him sleep with him, he was rejected by his former friends and allies in Division 3, including mutants Carrie and Carrie. Pete, you know which one is which? Yep. Great. See? Which one? Carrie? Carrie. 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 You got it. Last right. episode, you got it, Pete. You nailed it, Pete. You nailed it. That's amazing. Uh, so uh, one of them, Carrie, they live inside each other's body. One of them is smart. That's Carrie. The other one, uh, he uses swords and is super strong. That's Carrie. And uh, they... <laughs> <laughs> Different names. Different Different names. names. Very subtle. Uh, Yeah. So uh, what was I even talking about? Oh, right. So uh, they held a tribunal. David managed to escape. But in the process, he uh, created his own cult. 
uh, it was all about love, all about him. He often repeats the aphorism. Uh, what is it? It's I, a, deserve, I love. deserve love. Yeah, I deserve love. Um, I'm a good person. I deserve love. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and he built a cult essentially around this, but the cult imploded due to his own As actions. Cults do. And thanks to a time traveler called Switch, who is David, has been using to travel back in time. She's slowly been falling apart, hemorrhaging teeth Losing out of her teeth, mouth. Uh, like I a want dentist. a Switch comic book now. All right. Okay. Okay. Let's do let's it. Let's do it. Great. All of us. Right now, stop us. the podcast. Yeah, let's stop the recap. Work, let's just work on making Switch a comic book. Great. Thank you guys so much for listening to our podcast. We're going to just end it right here. We've yeah. moved on. <laughs> <laughs> we got to work on making Changing Switch. mediums. So Switch is falling apart, but she did manage to get David back in time, back to the beginning where Charles Xavier was confronting the Shadow King for the first time. However, there's a little, uh, there's some uh, wrenches in the work, so to speak, which is that the present day version of Amal Farouk also traveled back in time. So we have a setup back in time where it's David and his father, Charles Xavier, are f- about to fight the two Farouks, or at least that's how it seems. We find out a little bit different this episode. Meanwhile, over in another part of the world, there's Gabriel Holler. Gabriel Holler is David's mother. He uh, uh, was abandoned by her, as well as Charles Xavier as a baby. Abandoned by her because I think she died, right? Yep. Yes. Yeah, the, so. the most basic abandonment. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like uh, how my childhood unable... pets all abandoned me. Oh, jeez. I'm so sorry, oh, man. man. I know. What uh, a nightmare. But, but Gabriel a has an ally this time, specifically Sid, uh, has traveled back in time with the two carries. She has ended up at Gabriel's house. They, however, are being attacked by time demons. These are demons that eat time. They've been released from the time card. Exactly. It's like how Pete is a cheeseburger demon. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> or, uh, oh, sorry, let's take that again. Milkshake demon. Milkshake uh, demon. Cherry demon, really. Cherry garbage demon. plate demon. Garbage plate demon. Yes. So they're pretty terrifying. Uh, they're slowly eating away at time. Time is skipping. It's breaking apart as David is going to change it. Uh, so Sid and the two carries Gabriel and the baby David, who they have decided not to kill, uh, are all in the house together fighting the time demons. That's where we left them. And I think that's kind of all you need to that's know. That's it. It's pared down, like you said. Yeah, there you go. Way to pare uh, it down. Hey, and no problem, guys. So let's jump into it. So much happened this episode. Oh, Justin, walk us through it. Let's walk. Uh, we start with a sort wait, of Wait, did a... you have a question? Right, uh, no, well, I'm going to wait because I want to ask you guys a very important question that we'll get to uh, shortly. Ooh, that's exciting. That's oh, what great. I call a little tease. Uh, I see something in your pocket. Is that a, is that a box? Are you going to pop the question? <laughs> <laughs> One of us. Who's it going to be? This is a real after the rose ceremony. Uh, the, <laughs> oh, my wow. God. What? Um, so, you mean the rose ceremony? I don't know what I'm talking <laughs> about. <laughs> after the rose ceremony is pack your shit and go home. <laughs> uh, I, I occasionally the watch The Bachelor. Yeah. Uh, the Bachelor. <laughs> <laughs> wow, skewed it. Takes wow, out by Justin. <laughs> bachelor, more like Bachelor. You know what I'm talking oh, about? They had a great man. opportunity and they blew it. <laughs> Big Brother, it. more like Big Bother. Oh, yeah. there we go. Hey, we, we can skewer it. the news. So um, the, this episode, the final episode, starts with sort of a uh, almost a little a prologue, I guess you'd say, or a little like, don't worry, guys, this is the end. It's the beginning. Don't uh, everything. 
is happening for a reason yeah. kind of stuff. Bring Nature it back scenes. to comic books. We had to read words with pictures in the background. Yeah, how'd you feel yeah. about that? I you fucking love reading. it. Yeah. Really? Well, I like the pictures that go with the words. I just what a great combo. It's funny, but it was a deep start. I was very it's worried. It's funny because the pictures are just like a seaside. Yeah. Also, yeah. there's a lot of things that include both words and pictures besides <laughs> comic books, like billboards. Okay. Do you love like them. those posters? Love them. <laughs> <laughs> billboards are just big comic books. Yeah, they are. That you can Street read while you're driving. They're the only comic books you can read while you're driving. <laughs> uh, yeah, I really like this a lot. I thought this so was a nice. great beginning. Uh, really brought you into it. And it also gets to something that I don't know we've talked about on the podcast too much, but I know particularly Pete likes about the show is the interplay between the text and the images. And yeah. to start off with that, I thought really brought together visually what the show was about. Yeah, agreed. The, the wave unwaving uh, nature scenes, very cool. Yeah. We see um, the title was uh, a mobile that the, had the word Legion, Legion played out, yeah. which was very cool oh, yeah. and played into the very last moment of the episode. Um, then we see David grow up again. Yes. I thought it was interesting in this episode, we saw sort of the whole series twice. Yes. We yeah. see it in this opening sequence of David becoming who he is, and then later on, um, Farouk. Our present day Amal Farouk shows past Amal Farouk all of the, the show once the again with his years magic sunglasses. Um, yeah, what do you think why about I don't that? Don't trust sunglasses. You don't. You, that's true. You never have trusted sunglasses. Yeah, yeah you, he slaps them right out of my hand. Yeah, Pete actually isn't allowed to go into Sunglass Hut anymore. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Any sunglass building, he can't go into oh. a hut. Uh, Burn them to the ground. Cabin. Sunglass, <laughs> sunglass cabin, much oh. bigger. Yeah. Um, sunglass dome. Uh, it's funny because I don't trust the sun. Huh. Ooh, vampire much? So let's talk about the repeating images of the show. I I think one very surfacey thing that is, is it ties into the whole loop that they're pushing with the thing, right? Mm -hmm. Time is looping. We have the press play to start again at the end of the episode. So I, I think to the point that we were just talking about, about the difference between comic books and television, Noah Hawley is pushing the fact that it's a TV show and it is something, it is a story that you can watch over and over and over again if you want to analyze, to break out different things, to pull out different things. And I think that's part of what he's pushing here. But I also think just on a very surfacey, very TV show level, just structurally, it's getting us up to speed. It's this is the end this is everything that's happened to this point. Yeah. Uh, I often bring up Buffy the Vampire Slayer, no, but there was, I believe it was the 100th episode of Buffy the Vampire mm-hmm. Slayer where they do previously on Buffy the Vampire Slayer and it starts with the first scene and then it starts just speeding up and going faster and faster and faster until it gets to the point that they are in the present. And that reminded me of that a little bit. That's cool. Um, it uh, Noah Hawley, when he was doing uh, Fargo, was talking about how the way people consume TV is so different now, and few shows actually respond to that. So when he was making Fargo, expecting people to binge it, he put in um, scenes at the beginning of every episode that sort of break the pattern. Because he's like, people, when you're binging a show, you sort of tune out enough that you're not really taking it in how he wants it to be seen. And I feel like this was sort of a comment on that as well. You you get to binge the show twice through it. So he's sort of... In, in the opposite of what I was just saying, he's leaning into the binge with this by saying, like, the characters are binging the show while you're watching them be the show as well. That's interesting. Uh, yes. Uh, great. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I got a yes and a sure on that. That's a win. Uh, 
Let's move on. I'll tell you what. That's why <laughs> podcast after shows have exploded so much. <laughs> why your people say things yeah. and then agree with them. Yes. No further comments. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, so we get into the get into the show. Um, David has taken over the lessons in time travel narration. I thought that was cool. He's the main time traveler now that switches. Totally well, laid so out. what did you take out away from that? Was that him just sort of taking over the whole enterprise? He he does it as a lesson zero. So far, we've had yeah. way further down the line with Switch's lessons. Uh, why was this lesson zero? Was it coming from David? Was it coming from David originally? Because he kind of broke time, too. So it's like... Yeah, well, I'm really looking for more of a yes or a sure answer. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes. Sure. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I think it was... It's, it puts him in the power position, I think, which is where you want him at the top of this episode. Because right after this, he pulls a goldfish out of his ear. Well, we got. Uh, that's where I want to get to i'm waiting patiently for you to get to the fucking main part here okay sorry <laughs> really fucking around the with the real bu- bullshit oh wow yeah we've been really bullshitting before we get to the goldfish yeah. out of the air yeah the yeah. big the big thing the, the big thing that you yeah. have a question about well we wanted to build anticipation oh, before okay, we got good, there good, good. we all knew we were gonna lead so up to that if yeah, we you... all knew we were gonna talk about this goldfish with pete <laughs> well not the goldfish but they pull weapons out of their ear for the final battle of the two uh the kind of two versus two big boss battle that we've been building up to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, David pulled the mace out of his ear, the classic, you know, uh, uh, mace weapon. Uh, Charles Xavier pulls a bullet out of his ear. You guys, if you're about to go into a final battle, what do you pull out of your ear Nice uh, to uh, go into the final battle with? Oh, good question. What would I question. pull out of my ear? Yeah. <laughs> Probably a sandwich because I'd want to be well fed. Like I wouldn't want to go into a final battle on an empty stomach. Exactly. Yeah, but then you gotta give it like twenty minutes to settle before you can fight. I mean, I'm I don't not know if that's twenty into twenty battle. minutes. <laughs> no, this, is, this, is, this is a swim battle. Sorry. <laughs> right. As all battles, as all battles, swim race, some yeah. sort of water. Yeah, I mean, you're gonna need a nap after that sandwich. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good choice. What kind of sandwich? I'm sorry. Sure. Are you Dagwood? Sure, What's going on here? Twenty twenty minutes. Sure. Yes. Yes. I guess a microphone. A microphone. Yeah. Oh, because you're, you're going to announce rap it. battle. You're going to do the play-by-play during <laughs> yeah. the. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm want to be currently I, getting punched I, in the face. I want to go. Justin to the, Tyler live at the battle. I want to go sidelines as quick as possible. Oh, okay. Um, what do you think about the goldfish that he pulled out? Uh, I don't know. Wasn't I, I, that a callback to something? Probably. It to me, it did make me think of something else, but I just don't know what it is. It made me think of Sandman. I think there's a. Gold uh, d- Delirium, I think, or uh, one of the characters in Sandman uh, has the goldfish as a thing, and I, I think it comes out of her ear. Um, I mean, if anything, it reminded me, it just sort of seemed like David is not totally in control. Like, he's the one who's he's in charge. He's ready to take on Farouk. He's pulling weapons out of his ears, but he's still totally fucked up. And the first right. thing that he pulls out is a goldfish. So that's what I took away from it. But yeah, it's... It's possible. It might be something. It might be a callback to something from earlier in Legion. I what, don't know. What was the energy that he pulled out that they turned into, the sharpened into weapons? I think it was psychic energy, Psychic right? energy. To me, it felt like um, sort of the the damage that they, like their, um, the harsh parts of their personalities. Because David's was a massive spiked ball, while Charles was a tiny little bullet that he fired. So it, Oh, there was like a... Uh, Season two, 
you know, Legion, three seconds like a goldfish. Um, they were, they, I knew there was goldfish earlier in the. What sh- happened with the goldfish? Do you have any? Well, they were talking about how like uh, time works and they were talking about like, you know, you just have like three seconds like a goldfish. Uh, and they were kind right. of comparing. Maybe. In my experience, goldfish that you win at the fair specifically just die very quickly. Yes. Uh, I think the bullet was uh, very clearly because Charles is had fought in the war, right? Whatever mm. war that was. Probably World War II, but as usual, very nonspecific with Legion time. Uh, so that's the weapon well, that he was choosing. Of, he already had the gun. Yes. Yeah. It was one of John Hamm's voiceover where you talked about how oh, yeah. uh, people have like... John Hamm. People have weight. Finish your sentence. Well, bad, oh, short memory. I'm trying to fastly read something <laughs> while we're doing a podcast. That's right. Take much. Take a I second. Po- I apologize. Never no, apologize. Okay. Sure. Uh, uh, <laughs> I think it was. I think it was their pain. Their their personal. That was the okay. word I was trying to think of. Their personal pain that they were dealing with. And uh, Charles was like a little bit, and he could project it. While David's was like big, intense, and something he had to like wield in hand to hand combat. Yeah, I can see that. It's also Charles. As we know, the character for the comics as well is very removed from stuff, right? Yeah, Versus right. David, his attack style, he's head on. He wants to later on strangle Farouk personally to death. Yeah. Um, Charles is removed from everything. Yeah. So I think that makes sense. Once they have their weapons set, the father and son, uh, David and Charles, go and confront the two Farouks. David's feeling his daddy vibes. He's like, I like this. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's excited to go into final battle with his dad. I mean, that's very cool. That is fun. Um, he tackles old Fer- the past Farouk, the Farouk that then infects him. So if that makes sense. All right, I found it here. So they're talking about Ptolemy's mutant power being able to remember everything. Um, and it's when he's in that giant garden, and then he forgets what's happening every three seconds like a goldfish. Oh, there you go. Oh, okay. Wow. Good memory, Pete. Yeah, you are the opposite of a goldfish. Right. Yeah, I got a fucked up head, but every once in a while I can pull something out. <laughs> yeah, you're like a bronze fish. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Hey. Uh, but because uh, I know you guys were curious, uh, nunchucks. Obviously, I pull nunchucks because yeah. they don't run out of bullets. That's- Charles only had one bullet. Is that new? Because nunchucks used to run out of bullets. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, I'm just saying you want a weapon like a giant sword or nunchucks, something that like you can use because you don't know how many bad guys you're going to be fighting. The only time I feel like nunchucks, Pete, you will hit themselves in the balls constantly with those. Yeah, sure. Yeah, if you're not, you're not sure how to use them. It's it's a rookie mistake. I don't know. I just don't see nunchucks as a great weapon on the battlefield. Because what can you do with them? It's just a stick. You're, yeah, but I mean, it's like a stick that's out of control. <laughs> <laughs> it's like an out of control. You stick. control the stick, man. You control one stick, but there's this rope in the middle. <laughs> yeah, it's just like a mace. It's just like a mace. Mace has spikes on it. Right. Yeah. That's going to hurt people. Yeah. So it. You know, Nunchucks so, is just you're hitting people with a stick to Justin's. Point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, it's but a wild either there's stick. wood wild stick, yeah. or you can get metal nunchucks. Uh, you know what? I'm not getting into this. You, you do love the nunchucks. translation yeah. of nunchucks into English is the wild stick. <laughs> <laughs> it's not true. That is true. No, it's that not. Is true. Yeah. No, it's yeah. not. Uh, well, look it up. <laughs> look it up, goldfish. <laughs> Uh, meanwhile, um, while that fight is starting, Sid and the gang are running from the time demons who are eating everything. Time is looping. Uh, Carrie and Carrie combine for yes. one last uh, fight. Oh, what a powerful moment that was. So cool. 
Yeah. I love this rationale, too, because Carrie, who says his brain's turning into spaghetti, uh, is like, what can we do? And she, uh, Carrie is like, just think for a second, man. Chill. Mm-hmm. We're good. And he's like, oh, we need to give them more of a meal, basically. Uh, the time demons will have, if we combine, they'll have both of our time to eat. Yeah, they'll so they be have time confused to actually... and drawn to us. And that way, uh, Carrie can really fight and kick some ass. I thought that was great. And it turns into basically a time demon horror movie. Yeah, uh, for, yeah. Mo- for basically it's the like whole a martial arts. What I loved about the staging of this, beyond just Carrie being fantastic, Amber Midthunder, I think, mm-hmm. uh, as such a, a great character, she's fantastic. Like, what does she say as she's jumping into the fight? She's like, "Yes," or uh, "Yes, I love my, I job. love my uh, job, I love my job." Yeah, uh, and then later she talks about how it's like one last warrior's battle, which is just oh. Yeah, yeah. that's all you really want. For, you know, it's uh, just but to the go whole out like a warrior. Fighting, yeah, what I liked about that either. staging is she ages over the course of it, but it's very specifically whenever she physically touches a time demon yeah. that she's fine. She's chopping them up. Then she punches one in the face, and when it pulls back from her, she has a little bit of gray in her hair. Yeah, and the same thing happens over and over and over until she turns out to be her proper age because. It's a detail they've touched on a little bit, but they haven't mentioned much, is that she stayed young because she lived inside of Carrie. Yeah. Yeah. And in fact, they are the same age, but by the end of the episode, as we find out, she is older than him yeah. because she's fought the time demons. But uh, again, the way that was staged, uh, their voices switching back and uh, forth. Uh, Very cool. And then reveal that they're brother's sister. Wait, what? Well, we knew that. We, oh, we knew we that. Yeah, yeah, since the beginning. Yeah. Did you just find that out? I, for, I guess I must have forgotten There's, about it. These episodes are full meals. <laughs> full meals. It's like, like a lot of bread. You got a lot of bread. <laughs> yeah, a lot so of bread, bread, too much yeast. <laughs> uh, so while they're fighting, though, uh, I think we could like touch on the whole Sid thing separately because the majority yeah. of it happens with David. Yeah. Uh, so Sid is fighting the back with a shotgun. That's pretty cool. Gabriel is screaming and protecting baby David. Yeah. Um, so while that is all going on... Uh, we'll get to the switch stuff later, but let's jump over and talk about David versus Farouk. Yep. Yeah. David versus old Farouk. He says, I am Legion, and it's uh, Farouk in the Hall of David's. Uh, in David's mind. In David. Well, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Uh, that was established earlier that David's mind is the one with all the doors. Yeah, yeah. That, that's very specifically. That's the astral plane inside, oh, inside David, his brain. Inside David's mind. So it. David looks like he's winning here. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Just sorry to interrupt. Uh, We talked about this a little bit the last episode. I still thought it was super weird since we went back to that room that our podcast was not there. Again. Right? Why didn't they just pan over in the corner? This is my one problem with the episode is we're inside David's mind. Our podcast is inside David's mind. Where's our podcast? We uh, should have been behind one of the doors. <laughs> Probably. Like, oh, we're, just just we're, trying to, guys, we're trying to record in here? Yeah. <laughs> audio. Could you, audio. Uh, could you just tune it down in here, you guys? Yeah. Uh, we're, we're almost done. We're almost we're done. so we're close to being done. Yeah. And in fact, honestly, what's happening? Because we're <laughs> trying to record this. We're actually trying to record this right now. Yeah. Pete said a lot of wrong stuff about where cherries go. <laughs> yeah. So we're up to that point of the podcast. Yeah, we're doing the cherry stuff. They'd be like, what are you idiots talking about? <laughs> this is a show about big ideas. Yes. They'd be like, no, no. It's about goldfish and nunchucks. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. They're having the fight in there. Uh, getting back to the point we were making earlier about comics versus TV, I think... 
what another thing that was so great about this episode, and this isn't the first time they did it, but superpower fights. Like in the yeah, middle yeah. of all of this very heady stuff and very deep stuff that's going on, they still make time for Farouk to shoot rays yeah. out of his hands and very destroy cool. aspects of David, which from a just very base comic book fan perspective is so much fun to see. Very yeah. fun. Yeah. Uh, I like, I think too many shows go in either direction that they're either like, we're very heady. We're smart, quote unquote. We don't yeah. do costume fights. stuff. We like, don't do fight stuff. Like yeah. The Bachelor. Yeah. Oh my god! It's a comic book based <laughs> show. Everybody knows that. Yeah, we don't need to establish super right. original. Uh, or they go the other direction, and it's not heady enough, and it's just dumb fighting the entire time. Hell yeah, uh, that's, that's, that's the Bachelor. That's the Bachelor. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, but this mixes everything together. It's yeah. everything all at the same time. Yet at the same time, it works. Agree completely. Um, sure. <laughs> yes. Um, meanwhile, uh, Charles is fighting present day Farouk, yeah. and he pulls out a tiny knife from the astral plane. Uh, and Farouk's like, like, "Hey, really? dude, let's chill. Let's have a weird beer." <laughs> no, it's. Uh, I'm sure it's you know a very nice beer. It looks like a real expensive. No, nice I think beer. it was Bush Light. Did you read the dude, name? No, of dude. <laughs> yeah, he's like, "Let's do this, like gentlemen." Charles is like, "Bush Light, dude." Yeah, he's Come like, on. it looked like a. Gl- it's glosh. all I could afford. Glosh? I don't know where were those. Grolsch? Grolsch, Thank yeah. you. It looked like a ginger beer to me. Oh, oh yeah, boy. that's what it was. <laughs> let's like, let's sit down and have a nice spicy ginger beer. That's what I get. Talk, it's so spicy. Oh, oh it's, it's tickling my throat. Uh, one other thing. I mean, this is a pretty obvious thing, but uh, it was nice visually to see that Charles and old Farouk were fighting in the white version yes. of the Astral Plane, a.k.a. the good version of the Astral Plane, while David and old uh, young Farouk were fighting in the black version of the Astral Plane, the evil version of the Astral Plane. Also, right. I thought it was interesting how they paired up. Like, I thought David will go after the older one uh, because that's the one he knows more. But he went after the young one. No, I think, uh, like we talked about actually a little bit before this tape while we were watching, uh, the uh, I think part of the reason is he attacks young Farouk because, A, that's the one that took over his body just on a base anger level because that's yeah. all that David is and operating from. took his dad away, too. Right, the one that took his dad away. But also you eliminate the young Farouk and you get rid of the old Farouk. So that's what he's focused on. Yeah. One last thing on the color scheme that I thought was interesting while I was looking at the different rooms, uh, and I'm sure he's had this all season and this is the first time I noticed it, but old Farouk is wearing a gray suit, right. uh, which puts him very squarely in the middle there, which is where he is in this episode. He's not necessarily good, like we talked about a lot on the podcast. He's still done things over the course of the season that are selfish, um, that don't have everybody's best interest at heart. But really, ultimately, as he lays down in his speech to Xavier, he has learned. He has become better. He's not purely good, but he's not purely evil either. Yeah, I think the real lesson of this episode, and maybe the show in general, is that it's not about good versus evil. It's about um, inexperienced versus experienced. Mm. And I think think that plays out a lot with Switch in this episode, and I think Farouk's another example of like, no, let's just do right. Also, it's very interesting to me that, like, David had this evil parasite living in him, and then the parasite, like, kind of gave all the evil to David and became good, and then David was evil. He kind of, like, took on all that, and then... So you think in a certain way that Farouk sucked the goodness out of David? Yeah, exactly. It's possible. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That's uh, that happened to me with a mosquito the other day. Yeah. Oh, got the good blood. <laughs> yeah, it sucked. Uh, that explains so much. There's a there's a real like 
kind of good mosquito <laughs> flying around. around. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't want to say <laughs> full, right? <laughs> I bet you that mosquito is at a comic book shop right now. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, who do you have that's sort of like a little bit porny? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, oh, my God. Sort of an inside joke, but you get it. Uh, <laughs> Um, so moving out of the episode, uh, yes, sure, uh, quickly, uh, moving past that, uh, under all of uh, your anger is a baby. You, so you have uh, David trapped in a straitjacket. He's being told um, that he doesn't deserve love, the one mantra that's been holding him together. Oh, man, that's the worst when you hear the opposite yeah. of what you're trying to tell yourself. Exactly. No, you don't. And we jump into one more song sequence. Loved it. Pink so, Floyd. Pink, Pink Floyd, Floyd, mother. Yeah, uh, yeah mean, they go through the entire song. Um, I... I love this because what this has come back to, what it's always been about, among all the other things we're talking about, but just on a plot level, is about David was abandoned as a baby by his parents. And first, what he gets in this episode is he gets his mother's love, which we've already well established in the show, that Gabriel wants that, but she feels this madness has been left to her by her grandmother, by her mother, gone down to her. She's going to leave that to David. That's what she's scared about leaving to him. Um, But Sid, who lived through two lifetimes... Became and reborn. she's going to go back for a third. Yeah, poor Sid. I, I felt bad for Sid. I she know. loves living. Yeah, she doesn't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> uh, but that Gabriel, through her conversations with Sid, has learned. I need to care for this baby. I need to love him. And as he reveals at the end of the episode, she can't do it alone. She needs to do it with uh, Charles as well. But that's what he gets here. Even if she's not specifically there, the fact that while Sid and Carrie and Carrie are fighting the time demons, Gabriel is with David and trying to keep him safe. That's already changing time. That allows them to have this Pink Floyd sequence where she sings to him. She says that he is loved, that she loves him, that she will always protect him. And that's what gives him the strength to ultimately do the wrong thing, mind you, but to break free of the straitjacket. And I thought that was really beautifully done. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, the way that they have made things like, you know, if you said to me, oh, yeah, this show's got musical numbers, I'm not happy about that but the way that this show handles music in such a powerful moving way that makes it so interesting and uh, visually amazing I, I i loved it and i'm so glad we got one last one i honestly hope now that the x-men are owned by disney and in the mcu that kevin feige and company take a hint from here yeah they don't have a musical franchise yet Make the X Men a musical franchise. Oh my god! That right? definitely aligns with what the fans want. Yeah. yeah, I mean that'll make it so different from the previous X Men franchise. That's all, true. All singing, all dancing. Yeah, and equally... I got claws. I know how to use them. <laughs> oh, good. Sort of a Rocky yeah. ballad. Uh, wow. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, sure. So uh, we get coming out of this uh, sequence, we get a Legion dance party on top yes. of the fight sequence with um, Carrie rapidly aging. Um, David just going for it. That yeah. must have been Washington. fun for shoot to shoot. Yeah, yeah just shoot hundreds all of different, different. Yeah, wow. Dancing and Davids. I was looking at his face to see if like to see if he was like, man, this is not fun. But he was <laughs> into it. You think one was gonna be <laughs> yeah. like? Oh, you yeah. can yeah, usually like, read that a lot of actors' faces. <laughs> well, it's sometimes TV if an actor's they, not feeling it, you can tell. Yeah, they yeah, they're like, uh, we only got one take of this, and he really wasn't feeling it. <laughs> yeah. well, let's just go for that. And he's yeah. rolling his eyes the entire <laughs> time. Yeah. yeah. There's if you watch Avengers Endgame, there's one take where Chris Evans is just asleep on set. He's like, they cut boring. To- <laughs> he says boring. <laughs> Why did they keep that? I don't know. It's a long movie. Yeah. 
Everything slide. Some things just get through the cracks. Speaking of cracks, Switch is dying, oh. and her house a giant crack goes through it. Um, she spits out a bunch of teeth. Oh my uh, god! She's that's how you count time is teeth. Uh, yeah, she. Have you ever done that? Have you ever spit uh, spat out a whole mouthful of teeth, Pete? No, Pete. No. You still have your baby teeth then? That's no, going I don't. on. How many babies do you guys have left? None. <laughs> you guys must have a couple in there. No. Uh, yeah, I have like uh, three or four. Yeah, good. I got. Two, uh, what are you, 32 teeth? I have 30 baby teeth. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. You're really hanging on to those. Things. Tooth Fairy's going to come through at payday. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you're holding on holding to them. Holding on to them. Yeah. Every time they fall out, I glue them back in. That's oh. right. And these big adult teeth want to push through <laughs> like a bunch of bullies. Don't want them. I'm a kid still. Yeah. That's what That's my why mommy you wear your hat backwards. Yeah. Uh, adult teeth are the bullies of the mouth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See? Now that's good mothering. Yeah, that's good mothering. Gabriel uh, Xavier, listen up. Yeah. Oh, that was crazy just to hear her full name in the episode. Yeah, and it's interesting because it was Gabriel Holler before, right? Yeah. And it was no, that- they called Charles Xavier is what they said. No, I think they said Gabriel Xavier yeah, later, said at Gabriel the end of the episode. Xavier, yeah. And I thought that meant like, oh, they are going to stay together. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't think about that. But yeah, I guess that's Switch. Switch says that when she's already become a being of time. Yeah. So I guess she's already seen ahead. They she stay has. together. She's changed her name. That's yeah. interesting. I thought that was interesting. Nice. Speaking of that, so Switch, um, uh, things look bad. And then her dad shows up um, as she's surrounded by time Aww. demons. Puts those fuckers down. Uh, yeah, just this a little whistle, dude. The old time demon whistle. Wonderful scene. So yeah. we've only previously seen Switch's father on a TV. There's been a lot of talk about robots and him, yeah, creating him being robots, a robot. Yeah. Which didn't exactly come back necessarily, right? No. But Not his at all. form could have been a robot form. For a while, who knows? Right. Well, I think we learn that here that they're not even, she's not a mutant either. She's a fourth dimensional being, and so is her father. Um, and I love this thing of she's like, you just lost all your baby teeth. Now you have, you're an adult now. Now you're experienced. Now your life is just starting, basically. Right. Uh, it's a, just a little turn of phrase. I know we were just joking about the teeth, but her, him saying, you spat out your baby teeth, and yeah. now you have wisdom teeth. Yeah. Just a fun, Very whimsical fun. way of explaining that. So yeah. nice. Uh, and the other thing that I thought it was nice about this twist with Switch, there's an exchange that Sid and Gabriel have earlier in the episode where right after the two carries have joined together, where Gabriel says, oh, I see now, you're gods. And Sid sighs and said, oh, I, I wish. wish. Yeah. And then it turns out, in fact, Switch is a god, or yeah. at least as close to a god as we're going to get into the world of Legion. Yeah, I mean, you could say, like, Sid keeps reincarnating. That's a god thing. Sure. Uh, essentially, like, they all are sort of gods by the end of this episode. Right. Yeah. <coughs> uh, so, yeah, Switch finds out she's a fourth dimensional being. Uh, she is reborn. Her father wants to go explore all of existence with her, but she says there's one more thing I need to do. Just one, Just one, one thing. more thing. Meanwhile... Uh, and she goes, and she gets a big, juicy cheeseburger. Oh, that's what I would do. she be like, hey, listen, hold up. Look, can we swing by in and out real quick? She's a cheeseburger. And then all of time is destroyed and everybody dies, but Switch got her cheeseburger. Oh, that, you yeah, got to get your it. cheeseburger. You got to get your burger, guys. Go out and get your burger. That's what life's all about. Uh, meanwhile, uh, present-day Farouk and Charles are hanging out. They're talking. Just having a beer. They're just, ginger yeah, beer. Ginger beer, yeah. definitely. We, there are, no, in, definitely of course, not. under 21 years old, and there's no IDs <laughs> exchanged there, so they are having the right drink. Uh, lovely N.A. beer. Odul's, perhaps? Odul's ginger beer. Yeah. Uh, Farouk at one point says, do you want to go rent a car? And he's like, nope, not old enough yet. <laughs> That's good. A lot of great lessons in here. This is a PSA. That was the craziest yeah. part about this show. 
Xavier's like, I'm going to run for president. He's like, well, first off, you're British. Uh, <laughs> Anyways, not 35. Get... So Farouk's talking about how he's changed um, by living, and now he wants to help David. And I thought this was cool, because they talked about this at the beginning, how you can't really change time. Um, you can't change yourself. The only way to change is moving forward in time, to realize uh, what's come before you, what makes sort of what has gone into making you who you are, and then you can move forward and be a better person. Because that's well, what Let Farouk me, let me does ask here. you a question about this, because... I do think it's definitely backed up by Farouk's actions this season. Do you think this end speech from Farouk is backed up by his actions throughout the series? Well, not in the beginning of the series, but like this season, this last season for sure, because all along the way he's been doing stuff that's for David and kind of screwing over the team that's chasing him. I think I, I'd have to go back and watch every episode. I definitely want to go back and rewatch now. Yeah, because I think I think it is. I think it is backed up because if you think about it, the first season, the first two seasons were all just about Farouk getting his body back. That was right. it. There was certainly collateral damage there, but ultimately, I don't know that Farouk ever did anything evil necessarily. Other right? than being a parasite After that lives he got inside back. of his brain. Yeah. I mean, he was not great to Oliver. No, he. I mean, he took over a bunch of bodies. Yeah, uh, so that's not great. No, uh, and I get. But David was the person who always killed people. David yeah. used his powers to stick people in walls and destroy people and things like that. Uh, certainly, the Shadow King was terrifying. But again, I don't know. I'm sure there's a million things that I'm forgetting. Uh, but I did feel like once we got to that speech, I sort of had a little bit of a mental check in of like, does this track? Does this scan here? Because we've had. Two seasons of him being a villain, one season of him being gray. Does it actually make sense, or yeah. has there been no pun intended? A switch? Yeah, no, no I think so. Good. Did there. Good. He, well, he had a mental check in, which, yeah. as we know, it's when he closes his eyes and seizes for forty five minutes, <laughs> which we have to deal with every episode. Of this. Yeah, we do. Yeah. And then we have to rewind the episode. Yeah, so thanks, guys. Crazy. No, great. Yeah, no hey, problem. I appreciate Definitely it. Keep checking in mentally. Um, I agree with you, though. I do think that he did change. I think he's changed for the better, and it shows in this episode. I think that's what we're left with. He did right. He yeah. f- saved the world. I'd also, we talked about this. Uh, Pete and I argued about this a bit the last episode. But Can you believe I, that? It's crazy turn of events. Yeah. Uh, I was struck again by what a good Charles Xavier Harry Treadway is yeah. on the show. Really he, I think like he's perfect. You don't like because he has hair. Yeah. No, no, I just think that, like, he's a shitty father. Uh, but what's nice is he really redeems himself in, in this episode and really turns things around and, uh, you know, gives me a, a, a better hope for... Yeah, right in the scene, he's... David's... The scene coming up here, David's killing Farouk, and Charles is like, hey, hey knock it off. Not stop. Yeah, and David's reckoning with his abandonment, and he's like, let me be your father. So we got the mother... Dude, that hug was so fucking powerful, yeah. man. Yeah, uh, one just quick note uh, that a lot I of great to hugs in this app. One of my favorite shots in the episode, and there were many wonderful shots in the episode, but when David gets free of the straitjacket and throws it out and it turns into Farouk. That was awesome. So cool. So cool. So cool. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, Xavier stops him. He says, I'm going to be there for you. Oh, I'm yeah. going to be your father. I'm going to do this differently. I don't know what it would be like for you as a baby, yeah. but I'm going to try to make it better. Yeah. A, a perfect speech. Yeah. That's what every child, adult child, wants to hear from their parents. Like, I'm yeah. sorry for the things I did that 
hurt yeah, you. Yeah, I'm sorry. And I, I love you. Left you, and yeah. I was drunk, and I didn't pay attention, and yeah. Yeah. Very yeah. specific example, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh boy! Yikes. Now Pete's having a mental check. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back in forty-five <laughs> minutes. Uh, yeah, so that was great, absolutely wonderful. And then uh, we also get the scene of the two Farouks together, where Farouk hands him his glasses, and as we mentioned earlier, recaps the entire show for him. What I loved about this shot, this was another transformative shot, where very subtly. The old Farouk, the new young Farouk, turned into the old Farouk, where his hair neatened up, his mustache neatened up as he was watching. I love that. Like, this was, what, a two, three-minute-long sequence, something like that? Uh, So it was very slowly done, but so perfect. Yeah, and the way it it was projected around his eyes, yeah. Then you take it off, and there's a single tear running down. Yeah, so good. Un-fucking-believable, this it's show. It's also crazy to think that they only introduced the actor, I never pronounce his name right, Navid Negaban, I think, mm-hmm. uh, who, uh, in the second season, but he yeah. is such an intrinsic part of the show. Yeah, he goes through the most change, really, yes. <laughs> over this whole series. Yeah. Like, he becomes, he's the horrifying villain, and he becomes the hero Also, the it's weird, like, when David was choking him out, you had the flash of those, like, that scary fucking dude with the yellow eyes. The devil with the yellow eyes. Yeah. yeah. And then David, like, smiles. Like, he's almost going to miss that fucking, like, devil. It was I crazy. I mean, it sort of raised him. Yeah. That's well, he the is the devil, right? Yeah. I mean, both, really. Right. Because Farouk sort of considered yes. himself his father. <laughs> yes. He considered sure. himself his father, David's father, from inside his brain. Because he didn't right. have a father right. outside of his body. Yeah. Is the inside daddy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, there's an inside daddy and an outside daddy? Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Uh, I will say that Mosquito went to the comic book shop was asking the same question. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Who's your inside daddy? <laughs> uh, <so> <laughs> Tell you what, guys, listen to your home. Not going to make that one as a shirt. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a real inside daddy. Oh, I'm a real inside daddy. Um, so Switch shows up to uh, Sid and the gang fighting the time demons. She's got a little whistle, and she's like, go sit sit down, time demons, go yeah. away. And she says, hey, you all have done important work for the universe. The universe acknowledges I mean, that's you. all you want to hear at the end of a giant battle is just the universe saying to you, hey, I acknowledge you, yeah. and you're an important. I mean, it was so moving and so deep. Yeah. And deep. then another amazing hug. A lot of great hugs. It was What... Do you think Switch showed to Sid? Or what do you think happened in that hug? Because it felt like there was some information missing there. I think it was like, it was sort of like, you did it. Everything's going to be better from here on out. Like, uh, David is going to go do his own thing. You're going to have a better life separate. Yeah. I, uh, I mentioned this earlier. I felt bad for Sid. The one thing that yeah. I was left with in the episode, and I think a lot of this was in Rachel Keller's performance was she already kind of got what she wanted, right? With her second life with Melanie and Oliver. Certainly she didn't want to be fighting constantly. She didn't want to be struggling constantly, but she already got her second chance. Now she's being forced into a third chance. And that made me feel very uncomfortable, particularly given everything that has happened with Sid over the course of the series. It definitely was a sort of a melancholic end for her. She has to suffer again. She says, so I'm dying. And Switch doesn't say yes or sure, but she does say, you're going on to a better life. Yeah, Yeah. and she says, you're going to really 
do great in this third life. But it's weird because it's like she was raised rough the first time. Then the second time she was raised with love. What the fuck's going to happen this third time, man? Well, they tell her she's going to be glorious. So the implication there is whatever's going to happen in her third life is going to be absolutely perfect. Uh, And that's nice. That's good. But this Sid has to lose everything in order for her to get that. Yeah. So we get ostensibly a happy entry, uh, ending for David. David gets what he wants, but at the expense of this Sid. Right. Yeah. And also, like, you know, Switch says to her, you get to do one more thing. And I was wondering, like, what that one thing would be. But, like, they, her and David kind of have, we're building towards this, her and David kind of have a nice... Yeah, you thought it might be like renew your driver's license. <laughs> no, I thought maybe that because she, she is would... over twenty five, so she can rent a car. Yeah, thanks. No problem. Uh, <laughs> she can also vote if you want to bring that up too. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. thanks. Yeah, That's good. So uh, I w- was wondering if she would like beat the shit out of David one last time. <laughs> if she would just be like, that you know, been... like fuck you, you imagine... for all that shit. <laughs> Could you imagine if that's how the show ended? Where oh, Switch I was like. It. You could do one more thing. And yeah. it cuts to a scene of her just beating the <laughs> shit. In front of the baby David, she's just like, boom. You see this baby David? That's what you get when you're a bad boy. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> what you get when you're a bad boy. Be a good boy. Maybe that's got cut. Maybe they wrote yeah. it and got cut it. I'm sure they did. Yeah, that's definitely what happened. Great. Do you think the one more thing that she did was the conversation with David? Yeah. Or? Yes. Okay. She gets one more. Yeah. That's what I thought. Um, I also think it is weird that Sid has to suffer more than anyone else in the show. David yeah. gets off sort of scot-free. He got to have his big fight. Classic he gets woman, to, male situation. Yeah, he, dude, he, fucking, you know. He gets to live again and have a better life. He sort of, even in this, the last scene, if we want to just jump there, uh, they're talking, and he sort of is like smirky and a little. He's like, like "Hey, we get eh. to redo. I get to be raised by love." Yeah, and she's just like, "You motherfucker! Yeah, be a good I, boy." Yes, I, I don't. Th- I didn't read it as smirky in his performance. I read it as tentative. That that could be. He he is bad. We know this adult David is bad, but I think he understands it now. He's gotten what he wanted, not exactly how he wanted it. Yeah. Uh, It's certainly different, but he understands. He had that conversation with Sid a couple of episodes back where he tried to apologize in absolutely the wrong way. And though there is no apology that he could make that could be right... I think this conversation, I read it as the closest to a right apology as could happen. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And I love her response to him. I, well, I'm, I'm here to help this, to help baby David. Yeah, not, not you. you. Fuck You're you, bad. You fucking asshole. He still has the potential to be good. Yeah. And she says, be we're, a good boy. Yeah. Then they fade, and it's we're left with baby David at the end. Yeah. Which I thought was Baby great. David, who has very prominent nipples, I just want to say. What yeah. the fuck? You were yeah, looking you at the that? nipples? Did you just no! Say they were large nipples. They were large the nipples. That baby had large nipples. No, Pete, that's part of the show. It's I'm a clue. Sorry. It's a clue. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, weird that both you dads were looking at the baby nipples. I mean, well, think about it. The last thing is press button to start again. Maybe the button is the nipples. <laughs> oh, my God. You're that's, a good, that's a good point. The more we talk, the more I'm worried that you're in charge of children. Well, good thing this is the last episode of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. It's a, uh, it's a great thing. We're and that's the press wrap. button to start again. Uh, <laughs> just a couple more things to where the other characters, uh, well, we're Carrie and Carrie land. Um, Sid and uh, sits with Carrie. They have a nice moment. And then the Carrie and Carrie moment, we flash back to when they're kids. That I thought was so sweet, and it just showed how much 
these characters became central characters when yeah. they were just like sort of side characters for so long. It was sweet and it was sad. Uh, again, was like both. the Sid thing, the Carrie and Carrie thing, uh, they're going to get the chance to go again. They're going to get the chance to be kids again and live their lives again. But they're gone. Like everything that they've gone through, everything that they've experienced is gone as well. And I think that's what they were dealing with at that moment is those conflicting emotions. I also want to talk about the moment that they showed said so much about who they were. Like you have the dude who is like, he's the smarter person. He's like getting sleep. Which one? Uh, (laughs) Carrie. Correct. Uh, Is uh, uh, getting sleep. And then the other one, she's already up. Who's the other one? Carrie. Yes. Uh, She is like playing with toys, being, you know, like she has the train. She's already up and doing the fun things. She's the active one. Yeah. So it was just so cool that there was, that that had such a brother-sister dynamic. It also showed so much of like who they were. I really love that simple yet so amazing shot. Were you distracted at all that it looked like Kid Carrie was straight out of a Christmas story? No. No. Okay. Great. <laughs> so I got to say, what I'm not fuck? sure. Yeah. About that. <laughs> <laughs> not sure. What the fuck was that? Yeah. Great. Uh, cool. Thanks for waiting in. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anything else? Uh, I mean, the we do have that last shot of the baby. We have the after credit shot as well. But that's it. That's it for the whole show. I was a little surprised that we didn't loop back to any of those images from the beginning at all. Well, well we did through the sunglasses. You got to see the whole fucking season. No, I meant the oh, the, the waves and oh, the yeah. field right. and everything. Yeah, uh, I, I see too that. Much. But I do think that was just that was just a storytelling thing to, to get through this episode. I don't sure. think it was meant to leave us with anything because I do think you wanted the footsteps. Maybe a footsteps moment. Yeah, and you look down, and it's because David is carrying me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Should we end this with footsteps, guys? Yeah, let's do footsteps. Uh, one, two, uh, three, more. Noah Hawley just give it up right at the end. <laughs> I don't know, just do footsteps. I'm, 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 just on yeah. footsteps. I'm on vacation, guys. I'm on holiday. You're at the beach? Footsteps. See you later. See you, peace. Um, I think two things I was left with is um, the idea of, like, I am Legion, or, like, we are each Legion. Like, we're all a collection of all the things that have happened in our lives lives and that sort of is everything in our head in our like multi-doored room in our head that come out and have help us make do you actually have that in your head yeah mine's more of a it's more of a a kitchen oh just a weird exploding kitchen yeah nice oh wow the other thing i was left with is that but the post credit thing of like push button to start again do you think that means that nothing uh, was made better that they David was abandoned yet again and push button to start again, Ooh. meaning it, it all happened again in the same loop. Uh, I, I didn't take it that way. I kind of took it as like if you watch it again, you will see it will it will be completely different f- for you because you've seen the end and there are Easter eggs of all of the things yeah. that are happening along the way. I, I do think also. There's no way everybody is going to have a perfect life in this new reality. There's always going to be problems. There's always going to be threats that arise. If the Shadow King is not the threat, somebody else is going to be the threat. Let alone that uh, David still has those powers that he's going to have to deal with. He's still the most powerful mutant alive. And even if Charles is establishing a school for gifted mutants... Uh, and David goes there, there's still potential for problems down the road. Definitely. Yeah, because uh, Charles is going to pay more attention to his students than to him. He's going to get super pissed about it. Oh, Yeah, yeah. well, uh, the, the other thing, though, is 
you could potentially argue, and I think there's a very valid and argument to be made here that David's mental illness was not caused by the Shadow King. Yeah. That's still something that he's going to deal with. That's something that's not going to go away but just because he's going to be reset. raised by, by love and his parents this time. So they won't have that huge it chip gives on him his more, shoulder. It gives him more of a fighting chance. Right. It gives him more of a chance to be a good person. But going back to that season two episode, I think it was episode seven, where we saw all of the different lifetimes of David. Yeah. He was damaged in every single lifetime. And we don't necessarily know... I think one of those lifetimes he was even raised by his mom, yeah. if I remember correctly. Yeah, I think you're right. So we know Sid is going to have a glor- be glorious. We don't know that she's going to have a glorious life, but she is going to be glorious. That's the one thing we know about this new timeline. So to your point, it might be a loop. You know, they yeah. might yeah. encounter their own problems. They might have to constantly restart this and play through this whole thing again. Not wow. a lot of love for David's sister. Uh, in this uh, series ender, who was a major character in the first two seasons. Well, she died and was made into Lenny, who then died. Yeah. No, I know. Uh, just saying, like, she yeah. was a huge... She was, like, his tether, basically, uh, to reality for so long, and then we don't see her in this episode. I do think part of that is probably just structurally... This is... And uh, Noah Hawley talked about this quite a bit. This is the first series where he did an ongoing story for three seasons. Yeah. I'm sure there was a plan, but I'm sure the plan changed and got tweaked uh, yeah. over time. It wasn't like they wrote three seasons of episodes and were done. So things yeah. like that, like The Sister, like Lenny... Uh, it wasn't necessarily a complete loop back to clockworks in the first episode. Yeah. But I, I thought otherwise it was as perfect as a finale yeah, could I get. Agree. I love this. Yeah. Uh, but the more I think about it, the more I just feel bad for Sid, like mm-hmm. having to go and redo it again. I, you know, That's I, fun. I, at what point do you be like, hey, can I just die? Why do I got to keep oh, redoing oh, this? Geez, after three? Yeah. Three? Wow. That's pretty good. Oh, I get to at least 26. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. That's a very specific I number. do hundreds. It is. I also, we talked about this the last episode a little bit uh, with the mentioning of Mega Mutants and what's currently happening in the comics in House of X and Powers of X where uh, there's... No, don't tie in redo- that bullshit. Come on, defining of a- Hold on, hold on. But the fact that they are dealing with reincarnation without spoiling anything about those comic books, that's something that they're dealing in with in the books right now in a very big way. Yeah, uh, very so topical. Very weird coincidence. I yeah. think. Or yeah. is it not? Ooh. It is, though. Push, it bu- is. Bu- push button. Restart. Oh. Push button. Does it start again? Yeah. Yes. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for listening to our podcast, Inside Legion, over the course of the past three seasons. We appreciate it so much. We do a lot more podcasts that you can check out. We do a Preacher podcast, a Krypton podcast, a Riverdale podcast. Uh, Cloak and Dagger podcast, whatever, maybe that's coming to come back. Hopefully. As well as our live show that we do every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. at the People's Improv Theater Loft in New York. We do hope you come by and commiserate about the end of Legion with us. Also, if you would like to support this podcast, other podcasts we do, patreon.com slash comic book club. Believe us, we'll still be talking about Legion for a good long while after that. Pete, what else do you want to plug? Friend us on uh, Facebook to know about all the amazing guests we have on our live show. Follow us on Twitter at Comic Book Live. <laughs> also at Inside Legion for Legion-specific content. ComicBookClubLive.com for this podcast and more. Subscribe on iTunes, Android, Stitcher, Spotify, or the app of your choice. Comment, leave stars or likes or whatever you want. Stars! <laughs> and we'll never see you again. What? Inside Legion. Uh, we but- are Legion. We are Legion. Sure. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>